Welcome back, gente. Welcome back to uh, Dos Guides Season 3. We got our friend Andres all the way from Spain Dude. showing up here in Nashville, Tennessee. It's so exciting. I made it. I made it. It was, what, five and a half hours? Trip. It was about five and a half hours, <laughs> including cool. traffic. The funny thing is, it's only like the last five minutes that actually takes 30 minutes yeah, into like Nashville. Nashville. Everything traffic. else is Classic. zippy quick. Nice. But, uh, Straight yeah. down 65. All right, well, it's good to have you in America. Um, this is one of the big things that we wanted to do down here is uh, put out some more content because it's we just feel like there's a little bit of separation sometimes, you know? I feel like there's like a screen between us or something. Dude, I often get the feeling like we just needed to bring it together at least one good time to make a couple of episodes and uh if we change our shirts it's uh because it's a different day oh it's definitely <laughs> absolutely he's staying down here for like a week or two you know right. definitely not less than 24 and hours. thanks for all the listeners and watchers for funding this we really appreciate we do that. appreciate that and our <laughs> Fly sponsors me home from <laughs> italki and uh and the rae yeah. and uh word reference we really appreciate all of your uh, contributions not to exclude jack daniels we love all you jack guys. daniels also has been a very big part of that Anyway, okay, so let's... Um, what's, what's the topic today, Oh, buddy? that's right, we didn't even talk about the topic. Okay, I'm just so excited. Um, so today, we were thinking that we could talk about the difference between masculine and feminine nouns in Spanish, because that is not a thing that we really have in English. So learning a new language, it can be that can be one of the real big problems right away, is kind of wrapping your head around around the differences and around some of the, the idiosyncrasies that are just involved with... Uh, with having two different classifications of nouns. It's totally true. It was hard. It still remains a little bit challenging, but the best thing is there's actually a couple of rules that we can rely on, right? Absolutely. So let's talk about the rules. So like we said, today we're talking about masculine and feminine nouns in Spanish. And Andres had something to say right away about that. Right, so there are several rules and we will touch on those, but when it comes to learning new vocabulary, it's super important that you do that while, what, is it the pronouns or the article? Articles. The articles. Always learning with the articles, right? Because there's a lot of instances where if you don't do that, you may make an, a, a mistake. So something like el tapa or la tapa. Well, let's, let's just go back to, I want to say before anything, I want to say obviously, I think we all know this, but to state the obvious, that generally, when words end in O, when a noun ends in O, that is generally gonna be a masculine noun, and when a word ends in A, that is generally gonna be a feminine noun, mm -hmm. and then to continue, when you attach adjectives to those nouns, they have to agree with the gender of the noun itself. But sometimes, this is the tricky part, is sometimes it doesn't always, well, first of all, sometimes it doesn't end in O or A, and then other times it doesn't always follow that O is masculine, A is feminine rule. Right. So then specifically, Andres was saying that, yeah, if you well, learn it with the... Virtually, there's going to be a couple of rule violations, right? Yeah. When there's the O, yeah, it continues to be feminine. And there's an A, and it's going to be masculine. But um, should we hit on that right now? You yeah, 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 I think we're good. Okay, so... Um, actually, you can take that away, real talk, because that's how we lined it up. Have it. Okay, um, yeah, so there are a few really basic ones that I want to touch on. Exactly, that was one of the biggest ones. I'm going to say two of them right away were the biggest ones that caused problems for me at first was La Mano. Mm -hmm. That one, unfortunately, it's, yeah, again, we were saying sometimes there's kind of rules to explain exceptions, and sometimes there's not really rule. That one, as far as I know, La Mano, there's not really a reason other than it being feminine that I know. 
right. as to why it's feminine, but that's one that you definitely have to remember. It comes up all the time. It's la mano, not el mano, and it's like la mano derecha, la mano izquierda. Even though it ends in an O, it is actually feminine. And I want to say the other one that Fortunately, is... Fortunately, the other one that's an A in masculine actually has another indicator, which is that M, right? The oh, mom. see, I was going to say a different one at first. Oh. I was going to say one that's even more common is El Dia. I just want to say oh, La yeah. Mano and El Dia, the two ones that are just that right away in like Spanish 101, you're going to learn those words, and those immediately break the rule. Mm. Past that... Fortunately, sometimes there are some bigger rules that can help you to remember some of these, um, some of the irregular nouns. Um, so one of them I remember learning in a higher level Spanish class back in college was uh, specifically with words that end in M-A. And again, it's not all of these words, it's not all of the words that ever end in M-A, but it's a lot of them, um, because this can often indicate that they come from Greek, that they were, you know, annexed into Spanish from, from the Greek language. Right. Um, so for instance, tema ends in M-A, that's el tema. Uh, and we had another one was el drama, I think. Yep. El drama. drama. Um, and there's a, I'm not gonna go into and, the and whole the funny list. Thing is, there's a lot of them that drama, end in M-A. Drama is actually feminine. So like this, I feel like this really supports beginning by learning the words with those yeah. oh, but, articles. Oh, you there, said right? drama versus drama? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the drama versus drama, they sound so similar. One's feminine, one's masculine. Because like the, what we're pointing out, while it's useful to know, unless you're a serious linguist, I don't think that most people can identify if that word is Greek. And, and the best example is probably that. You, if you see drama, you know that it's Greek. Mm -hmm. Or, what, or you what don't makes necessarily you assume that drama now T R rather than D somehow yes. isn't. So it's that. really good to know. Yeah, but. I didn't want to kind of say that as as a total rule. As you see it in an M A, that means it definitely is not feminine. It's definitely masculine. That's not true. There are tons of examples of words ending in M A that are totally feminine. They obey the normal rule. But if you see the M A, maybe think a little bit harder about it. Than, than you otherwise would have. It's the same thing with PA. There are some other examples there like El Mapa. Um, so again, I'm not gonna go into a whole big list, but when you see things that end in, especially MA, realize that there might be something a little bit more complicated going on there. Yeah. Um, do you wanna take it away? Okay, so another rule, this'll be brief. I, from off the top of my head, I don't actually know of any common violations of this rule, but when a word ends in Thion, that's with a C, Sion, dad, tad, tud, umbre, any of those, then you know that that's going to be a feminine word, mm -hmm. right? I don't, I don't think that there's that I know of. It's not as like cut and dry as the as where it comes up often. When mm -hmm. the word problem in English, how many times a day do you say problem? Well, it's probably the same amount of times as a Spanish per person does too in mm -hmm. their language. And so you're saying el problema all day long. It gets ingrained that this ma thing might be something. Mm. On the flip side, I've never said like uh, la disposición or el, el disposición. So it's much more cut and dry when it the comes theons, to the law. Yeah. It's so much more consistent. There's no yeah. standout violators. Huh, that's a good point. I hadn't actually thought about that before. So, can I run with the next one then? Go for it. Cool. This is quick, but 
when it comes down to deciding between masculine and feminine, you might catch yourself wanting to pick based on the actual essence of the thing, right? And because in English we don't have this, we never think this way where you like have to classify and divide words based on gender. Um, so it's it wouldn't be weird, or you wouldn't want to call a table a male or a female. You'd like want to learn what Does it is. Does it make sense when you think about it in English? You're like, what do you mean it has feminine or masculine qualities? And it's not really like that. Yeah, and but there are many inanimate things that you probably would inherently want to call feminine because it's like uh, a brawl, right? A girl's brawl. Why would that be masculine? But the fact of the matter is it is. And the same thing goes with a couple of funnier words, right? Like words that I say daily. Mm -hmm. Poidya. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the dick, dude. Yeah. Right? Why do I say that every day? Well, that's not the... Uh, that's not... We're not I talking about that in the podcast. coño often yeah. as well. Perhaps even more. And what's that? Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> that's, that's pussy, exactly, dude. Exactly, yeah. And it's masculine. And I'm only pointing this out because it's left and right. The essence of the word never tells you anything about masculine, feminine. And so, I want to I wanna touch on that with a slightly uh, less risque example. And, uh, <laughs> and just one that I remember thinking about when I was probably in my second ever Spanish class back when I was like a sophomore in high school, bolso versus bolsa. And I knew that one of them meant bag and one of them meant purse. Mm -hmm. And in my brain of like just thinking about masculine versus feminine nouns, I was like, well, it's probably bolso, the thing that ends in the O that's masculine, would probably be the, the normal bag, and the bolsa, would, which would, would girls carry, that would probably be bolsa. Right. And it's actually completely al revés, it's completely reversed. Um, so again, that just goes back to show that you can't try to think about, does this have masculine qualities, does this have feminine qualities? You should just learn it, when you learn that word, just learn it with L, and the word or with la and the word yeah. just so you get that repetition so that in your head you can hear does this sound does this sound right or do i normally say this with the other article right i think the way that they taught me when i was in ninth grade was corbata is tie for a man feminine and then girls have a father which is a skirt mm -hmm. uh wait no la falda la that, falda yeah that would be feminine so you yeah. just What's the other thing? Vestido. Vestido, dress. yes. Dress is masculine. Mm. So that's what they pointed it out. Yeah, the, so you can't like try to think, oh, it's only for girl stuff. It's, it's not like that. It doesn't, to be honest, I still don't really understand as a concept as how a table can be feminine, but that's just the way it is. So I don't even think, I don't waste my energy thinking about that anymore because I get lost on that rabbit hole trying to, trying to justify in my head why a table is feminine. Whatever, it's, it's not, I just, I I just like know what it is. Whatever person can answer that question, you might as well ask him questions about God as well. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he's going to be the dude that has the answers. Invented or not, he has them. I think you're going to have to climb a mountain or two to go reach that guy's way up there with all the answers. Sitting on a peak. Yeah, sitting somewhere. Now that we've talked a little bit about uh, nouns in general and masculine and feminine between them, sure. um, let's go into some of the, the suffixes that you can put on nouns. And specifically with kind of profession, the profession type suffixes. Yeah. Titles, um, professions. Yeah, so I'm gonna say there's, there's well, there's a couple. It's actually three of them that we got written down here. Um, and this is the first one I'm gonna talk about is ista. Mm -hmm. And that is something that you put on the end of certain words. And uh, that means like the person who does or person whose profession this is. And I'll give you two examples. Uh, the periodista, well, I'll give you three examples. Periodista. What does he do? He is a journalist. <laughs> the, the dentista is a dentist, and the taxista 
is nice. is a taxi driver. So I'll give you three of them. Uh, and the th but the thing with these is you do not change the end of that noun if it's a man or a woman or if it's masculine or feminine. You only change the article. So if it's a male journalist, you say el periodista. If it's a female journalist, you say la periodista. And el versus la dentista. And el versus la taxista. And you guys are really welcome because we're saving you a lot of embarrassment. I didn't know this until my fourth year of Ooh. university oh. in my capstone class. Yeah. <laughs> On the bright side, there was not so many strong Spanish speakers in my class to begin with. But I remember talking to one of my teachers and thinking that it should be Isto. And now it sounds so bad to say that. But uh, yeah. yeah. Five years ago, I was out there trying to do drop Easto bombs, so Easto, you guys yeah. can learn from our mistakes. That does not exist anywhere. There is no <laughs> suffix that is Easto. That does not exist. So, Easto. and that goes back, and that's something I've talked about in a different episode. But I can't stress uh, enough how useful having a trained ear can be if you're like. Have I heard the suffix "isto" ever? And if you say that, it's gonna sound weird to you. You're gonna be like, "I've never, I've never heard that." Versus "ista," if you have a decent amount of experience with Spanish, you're just gonna know you've heard that repeated a bunch of times. You've read it, you've seen it, you've heard it. Versus things that you've never heard, you just your your ear will tell you before anything else will tell you. Your ear will be like, "That's that's weird." Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so do you want to go on to the next one? Well, that one and that one too. You want to take those both? Both of them. Okay. Yeah. So a continuation of what Mike was saying, where the rules stay the exact same. Um, the other suffix is eta. So rather than ista, you say eta. And I think this is less common. You know, there's like poeta, atleta, atleta. And as he was saying, keep the uh, pronoun? No, the article. article. Yeah. I'm <laughs> doing that. The article the same. The article coincides with the actual gender. So exactly. if it's like a, if it's a girl and she's an athlete, you'd say la atleta. But then if it's a guy, no el atleto, keep it. El atleta. Right? So that's not so novel or difficult to understand. Yeah. And then same with the ista. But the opposite is with this one. Right, right. And this is a kind of a, a tangent because now we're going into suffixes, and but it does have something to do with well, gender. Well, it's still and, the masculine and feminine. And yeah. also the topic of professions and whatnot, or just to even describing people like hablador, mm -hmm. habladora, right? So, but now we're talking about how to make something feminine or masculine. Well, I just want to I just want to say that like that's just to contrast with the ista, that's one that you do have to actually change the suffix if it's masculine or feminine like he was saying hablador is a male speaker, habladora is a female speaker. But um, the little difference that I see here that might be worth pointing out yeah. is these are nouns like the what these people are and these are explaining. No, it's, it's still, it's still a noun. Es una chica habladora. Oh, well, you can use that as a, 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 a but if you say, es una, es una hablador es de la lengua. Yeah, you, you can yeah say, he's a speaker of the language, that's right. Yeah, so maybe you could use those as, uh, maybe you could use those as, um, as also adjectives, adjectives, but I think primarily, I think the ador is generally a suffix that goes on the end of nouns. Yeah. Because it means, like, person who does, you yeah. know. Um, cool. Yeah, so I guess that, I'm, that knocks that out. Yeah. There's another thing that... It honestly confused me for a good while. Um, if you have combined words, I know like in German, it's so much easier because the this very last word 
is what determines what it is. So if the very last part mm -hmm. of that combined word is feminine, the whole thing is feminine. Um, actually, in Spanish, it's really easy, too. It's always singular masculine. So the end of the word could be something like AS, which would trigger feminine plural. For instance, paraguas. You guess. What is it? El it's an umbrella. Paraguas. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were like asking for translation. My, my yeah. you guess wasn't so clear. Yeah. But the same thing goes for abre latas, yeah. right? So I would have guessed las abre latas because in Spanish, a lot of times you're looking for agreement between mm -hmm. um, gender and the, yeah, the gender agreement, yeah, between the, the, the adjective and the noun. Yeah. But instead, it's el abre latas. So just uh, bear that in mind. I was going to say just one real quick other example of that. El lava platos. That's another one. The dishwasher. You would think you may be los lava platos because it's platos. Nope. El lava platos. Right. Um, I did want to briefly touch on this, this other one. I want to go back. The, the I wanna, anomaly. I do. I want to go back just a teeniest little bit um, because we were talking about professions and how to kind of say if it's a male or a female of the person who does that job. And we were looking something up before we started filming, and it, what it looks like to me is what the rule is now is not the way that I originally learned it. I feel like that kind of has to do with changing culture, which, to be honest, I, think, I feel like it's, it, it's, it's probably better this step way. Step in the right direction. I feel like it is probably a step in the right direction, but at least the way that I first learned it with things like medico, if you're going to say a doctor. You would always say medico, and if it's a male doctor, you say el medico, and if it's a female doctor, you say la medico. And we looked this up before we filmed because we wanted to make sure we were correct. Mm -hmm. And now it seems that people are saying that you do change the O at the end to an A if you want it to be, be uh, feminine. Yeah. So it would be, now it would be la medico. But this, this seems like a recent... I think it's very recent right. because I want to go with the other example of musico, el musico. That sounds totally, totally correct. But then I looked on this website, it said la musica for a female musician. And that to me, some alarm bells were going off in my head. That didn't sound right. But if, I mean, if that's the way it is now, that could be that grammar changed with the changing culture. But. And, and Spanish hasn't relinquished all of its rigidity either. There's still things like el modelo for a girl, right? Mm -hmm. Or la piloto. For a girl. Yeah. Well, Pilato is definitely one of the ones that is always the O at the end. Yeah, but if the same occurrence is undergone, then we're going to have La Pilota in, mm -hmm. in no time. Probably, right? yeah. So if Spanish is willing to change for equality, everyone should be. Yeah, um, I just think it's, I mean, that raises a whole other really interesting issue about how grammar or about how rather a language and culture it's kind of like a chicken and the egg type situation. It's like, does culture influence the way the language is, or does the language influence the way that culture is? And it's kind of both at the same time, you know? Um, but anyway, we're not going to go down that road. That is another interesting one we could talk talk about someday. Is that alarm going to sound? Um, well, hold on, let me pause it real quick. All right, so the... All right, take but anyway, so the, the very last thing that... Uh, I just had one real quick point, I guess. Lot, I don't even need to say that right now. Do you want to take it over if you have better points? Because the L versus La Mar isn't super important. This uh, could go against common sense, so I'll just make a quick mention of it and then let it be. But if you have a group of girls, that's going to be las chicas, a group of boys, boys los chicos, and then, then something funny happens. Um, Spanish favors the male gender when it comes to language. So if you have one boy, nine girls, let's say, 
then this is still going to be a group of Los Chicos. So play with that for a while, let it sink in. That's just the way it yeah. is. One guy takes precedence over however many in a group. Yeah. And again, not necessarily saying we agree with that, but that's just the way that the language is. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? I feel like there's just one last thing that we All didn't right, actually okay, get okay. to say. And this is, uh, it's almost self-explanatory, but, but earlier we said that essence is not important when picking gender, but on the one hand it is, and it's only when dealing with something that actually can have gender. So if it's an animal, if it's a person, if mm -hmm. it's, it's anything that really does have XX chromosome, XY chromosome, then you're going to change it, right? So. Mm -hmm. With few exceptions, there are exceptions. Like you don't have un bajeno for a whale. It's yeah. always una ballena. But by and large, it's un gato for a boy cat and una gata for a girl cat. So that's a rule to keep in mind. There's another really interesting one that talk, talk about masculinity and femininity. Mar is one that is, uh, the C is one that's a little bit Confusing to some people because you can hear and see it in both Elmar and Lamar and the way that I once had it explained to me was that people who work closely with the Mar, with the Mar, with the sea, people who work closely with the sea, such as a sailor or a fisherman or something, they, they see it in a slightly more romantic type idea, the classical, you know, meaning of, of romantic. They would refer to it as feminine, you know, kind of anthropomorphizing it a little bit. Uh, and then... Uh, or also in a poetic way is kind of like with Lamar and then everyone else pretty much calls it Elmar mm -hmm. and that was just an interesting little tidbit with Spanish because there's just some really interesting anomalies that kind of the deeper you dive into a language the more interesting yeah. things you're going to uncover and before people think that's strange I think that we also do it in English right yeah. like there was something with the boat yeah I mean if you like the she you know yeah. you refer to a boat as she she's not a same thing with the girl. car like she got me home safe yeah. if you're talking about your car with nice wheels and the rain or whatever mm -hmm. and, and then the easiest example is mother earth like mm -hmm. that yeah. anthropomorphizing so yeah it's not so uncommon for us either yeah absolutely but anyway y'all um i think we went maybe a little bit longer today than we had last place but we were just so excited to have andres here back in america you know for the sh few short months maybe one or two but um, anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, got anything else to say, Andres? Nah, man. Let's uh, let's change shirts and do another one. Let's go! <laughs> I believe. Anyway, y'all. So from both of us here at Dos Gidis, Sin Gia, Pasi Wayways.